This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1017 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Driving Radio Show. Coachman David Saunders joins Glenn with some advice on preparing horses for public appearances, like parades. A tip prompted by Glenn's question about who gets what during state visits with the Queen. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Dr. Rose's Remedies. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Dr. Rose's Remedies All-Natural Healing Salve. Developed by veterinarian Dr. Rose DeLiva, the Dr. Rose's Skin Treatment Salve is an all-natural, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, antifungal, antiseptic, and anti-scarring product that contains no artificial colorings or preservatives. It works to promote the healing of scratches, relieve inflammation and irritation, promote the healing of wounds, and moisturize the skin of the horse. Because it has so many healing qualities and uses all-natural ingredients, Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment is the safe, effective salve that every horseman should have in their tack box. Ask for Dr. Rose's Remedies All-Natural Healing Salve at your local tack store, or you can go to drrosesremedies.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-S-R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S.com. Well, David, there's something else I wanted to talk to you about before we wrap up the show here today. Is uh, I saw all the news reports, and they were everywhere about the Queen do you know pulling out all the stops for the Singapore delegation, which included the President of Singapore, and uh, and it was a royal visit, and they they had the three state coaches out and and did all the ceremony and everything. I want to talk to you about the horses too in a minute, but but because uh, I watched the video and and the horses were not being totally good that day. But w- what dictates? You know, I'm sure there's world leaders that visit England all the time. When when is is it uh, time to have a state royal visit like this? How well, do they decide are- who gets that? Well, there are strict protocols. You know us British, everything is done by protocol. And there are several types of state visits. If you're coming as a head of state, if you're uh, a president, like for instance when uh, President Reagan came over, or the, the president, so you're a political head, so you're a head of state, you get a certain type of carriage, a certain type of... Um, number of horses, um, a, a certain length of banquet, everything is, is dictated at, at a certain level. So that would be a president or head of state would be the lowest. I mean, it's still pretty good, but it's, it's the lowest form. Okay. And, and then you'll get a monarch. So if the king of Sweden was coming over... He is, in fact, uh, the token head of state, but he's also a king, so he's a monarch. So that is really a whole different ball of wax. Everything is really done 
in 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 a much bigger, bolder scale. And then there's a kind of subgroup of people that are heads of state of a Commonwealth country. Now, the Queen is Queen of the Commonwealth of Great Britain. Their Commonwealth is Canada, Australia, uh, a lot of the West Indian countries, um, a, a lot of former uh, territories that used to belong to Great Britain. That, that's called the Commonwealth. Well, Commonwealth heads of state, they're not monarchs because the Queen is the Queen of the Commonwealth, they get treated in a, in a slightly better way than a regular head of state, but not as good as a monarch. So you've got three kind of uh, state visits and the protocols for them, whether you have postillion, whether you have driven, whether you have pairs, whether you have fours, whether you have sixes, the number of people uh, the household cavalry put on, the, the number of people in the band, the, 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 the members of which battalion, which regiment do it, it it's all dictated to uh, in certain protocols that are laid down at Buckingham Palace. Does that answer your question? That answers the question, yeah. And I can imagine how thick those books are that dictate all of that. Um, Absolutely. Now, uh, what, this leads into our training tip for you for, for this month, and that is, did you watch the video? And I know, you know, you've been there, you've done this, you've dealt with the horses, you've had to train the horses, and I'm not just talking about the horses that were pulling the carriages, but the horses for the guard as well. They were all a bit feisty that day, and, and you don't usually see that when they're doing parades and stuff. I don't know what happened that day, but did you notice that? Well, it, it, it's, it's kind of unusual, yeah. Um, and, and the training question really is preparation. These horses, all I can tell you is when I was there, and I, and I know people always say how good it was in the old days. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I was there... Quite a few years ago, Sir John Miller was the crown equerry. Uh, Arthur Shaw was the head coachman. On the day of, a re- of, of, of any state visit, most of these state visits take place around 10, 30, 11 o'clock uh, because they always end up at Buckingham Palace for lunch. That's one of those peculiar protocols I was telling you about. So the head of state always comes to lunch at Buckingham Palace and there's always a banquet that evening. So what we would do is we would be up at one, two, three o'clock in the morning and the head coachman and the, uh, and the deputy head coachman and the coachman that ran the different sets would have a discussion about which horses were going where and who they were pulling, where they were in the parade. And they would discuss about every horse has to be prepared differently. And, and, and all your listeners will know this. Some horses need to be warmed up for two hours before the dressage and some horses need five minutes so you have to work out which horses need what. So the people, each man would have two horses to take care of. So if you had a horse that needed extra work, you would be up at two, three o'clock in the morning, having that horse either being driven, lunged or ridden in the indoor arena. So it was prepared for the state visit. And when I say prepared, if it needed an hour's work or three hours work, whatever it needed. So it it was it was receptive to your commands when you were driving a, a state chariot or or, or a, a state vehicle of any any type, and obviously with with horses, you, there's always the unexpected. But generally, if you look back at some of the old footage of the the wedding of the Prince and Princess of Wales, which was you know my favourite one, and it was a huge procession. I mean, there were several processions actually. 
we had the horses so prepared for it, it wasn't true. Um, but I think, you know, and as I say, these days things are changing and, you know, there's been cuts in the budget and shortcuts in different ways and stuff like that. And I think what happens is the, the lack of preparation showed on that video that horses weren't behaving. It wasn't just one or two horses. It was quite a few horses. So I think the tip I'd like to give everyone, whatever you're doing, whether you're, I drove this morning a group of children that Gloria invited to show round today and I picked the two horses that love to be petted and that love to be looked at and to have be photographed. So I prepared those horses for that job. If I was preparing uh, horses for Alan Olson to drive, uh, Katie did, their feed, their work, their preparation would be totally different. And there's no easy answer to preparation. You can't say here's the book of preparation because every horse is different. Every driver is different and every occasion is different. So the trick is, is to try and know the occasion, know your horses and know what makes the horse work. So it's receptive to the environment that it's in to perform. What kind of desensitization training do you, do you do to get a horse, you know, that's going to be one of the cavalry horses or, you know, one of the uh, one of the carriage horses even in England because they're around so many people. That's hard to do. That's hard to prepare for when you don't have, you know, 100,000 people hanging around to help you do it. What do they do? What do you do? Well, there's, se- there's several ways. And, and, and you're talking about different people, but we, we actually all kind of cross over into each other. There's the mounted police, which they have a program of desensitizing horses where they they walk over people you know right right and um and and they go through fiery hoops um the household cavalry have their preparation the problem with the household cavalry and i think i touched on this before is that the horses stay the same but the riders change every 18 months you know mm. they, they they're only in that mounted regiment for about 18 months then they move on that's the that's the troopers the obviously the ncos stay there a long time so they have a peculiar problem with the driving horses we have uh, regularly sights and sounds and uh, basically we start off with young green horses being ridden in open bridles and uh, the boys would come in on them and mostly the coachman I'd put a bear skin on someone else would put a scarlet jacket on someone would carry a, 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 a hunting horn someone would carry a, a, um, a stick or a flag and we would play we had recorded the the sounds that take place during a state visit when the national anthems played and when you get 400 soldiers all present arms at the same time and stamp their feet on the on the on the tarmac it's it's very loud so we turn that way up and we'll march up and down the uh, the the, in, in the indoor ring in the middle and the the guys would ride around us and we would you know if a horse was given a bit of trouble we'd spend a bit more time with it but that's how we would start off and then we would drive them and then we would work around the quadrangle in buckingham palace which was is kind of an enclosed area and again we'd play music and sometimes if we if we had particular problems with horses you know we'd get a couple of the band members obviously everyone works for the queen you know whether they're in the military or not or 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 the mounted police so they were always glad to come and you know very often the mounted police would send some horses down to be part of our sights and sounds and if we had a horse that needed a bit extra we'd go to the mounted police and and do their stuff the household cavalry 
everybody kind of did their own kind of thing, but sometimes we'd get some of them to come. But there was a lot of crossover. But basically, preparation, preparation, preparation. You try to simulate what's going to happen at the ceremonial or competition or pleasure show or coaching run as much as you can. But of course, in life, you can never really reproduce exactly what it's like at a competition because you've got the nerves, you've got the tannoy system, the loudspeaker system, everyone's on edge. So it's, it's never quite the same, but you can just do your best. Yeah, and one of the challenges, too, with, the, with those kinds of parades is everybody has a flag that's along the route uh, with the little country flags or whatever, and there's just so much movement everywhere. Well, and, and, and that's kind of interesting because i tell you a funny story. Um, I kept six horses for His Royal Highness Prince Philip to drive at Windsor Castle, and they all had to obviously do all the ceremonial work. So they'd, we'd go to Buckingham Palace and they'd do their training, and we'd drive through the streets of London. Any of your listeners that have been to London, I mean, it's it's really a mess the traffic the london cabs the double decker buses and we would drive singles and pairs and ride through all the traffic round hyde park corner and we'd do all the sights and sounds and they would come to windsor castle and you'd think oh these horses are nicely trained nothing's going to bother them then you go out into windsor great park and it's quiet nothing is happening and then all of a sudden a cock pheasant gets up two foot away from where you are, squawking and squeaking, and the horses go, my goodness, what's that, you know? <laughs> so it, it, sometimes the more that's going on, the better it is for horses. Yeah, um, because they can't focus on any one thing. Exactly. Yeah. If, look, if you look on any of the footage from the Royal Wedding, I mean, there's so many people, so many flags, the horses really kind of focus out a lot of it and just listen to you and of course that's what you've got to do is talk to your horses and make sure they're listening to you and, and speak to any of the top four in hand drivers they go into a chester goes into a hazard and there's a thousand people watching but the horses have to listen to him not all the people whistling and screaming in the in the background so that's again preparation preparation amazes me too that the horses can hear uh, especially when you have uh, six, you know, if you have six or eight out there, it's amazing that the, the front ones can hear. We got to ride on the Percheron hitches when we were at the World Percheron Congress, eight horse hitches. And, you know, when there's noise in the audience and the arena and whatever, and those horses are still tuned into the driver, when, when I don't know, I'm not sure I could hear the driver. Well, it's, again, I'm going to tell you another interesting story. The Los Angeles Olympics, I don't know when they were, but the Budweiser six-in-hand hitch pulled out the podium for the medals and you can anyone can google it and see it online well not a lot of people know this and i'll probably be excommunicated again but <laughs> on one of those occasions prince philip actually drove the budweiser horses with the podium out nobody knew about it he just mentioned that would be nice to do and they let him do it and of course he came back to me full of it and i and i said oh did you have to really shout loudly for them to the leaders to hear you sir he said no no he said i just there was some sort of kissing noise they made and all you had to do it and they all listened and 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 they didn't take any notes of anybody else so that actually backs up what you were saying yeah and that and by the way they use that kissing noise so <laughs> they do exactly <laughs> but as i say if, if if anyone googles the the la olympics i don't know what night he did it 
but he drove um, he drove in the Budweiser hitch, pulling the podium, and he he still talks about it to this day. That was one of you know the few things that he really enjoyed because you know obviously when he was away somewhere, people would always say, "Oh, drive my horses, drive my horses, drive my horses." But um, you know this was something I think that he really enjoyed because he, he he told me all about it, so he must have enjoyed it. On his bucket list. On his bucket list, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Thank you, David. And, of course, David is here the last, as we said, the last week of every month here at the Driving Radio Show. We certainly appreciate that. Where can people find out more about you? You can go to my website, David E. Saunders, all one word, dot com. And uh, you can go to my Facebook page. Actually, if you go to my website, you can get a link to my Facebook page. Anyone that wants to friend me, I'm very friendly. Uh, if you want to ask me any questions, but if you have any questions, I mean, I'd, I'd sooner they come to you uh, so we can answer them formally yep. to everybody here on the radio. That would be nice. But if anyone wants to hear anything special or if, if they've got a special guest in mind that I can might have access to, I don't think I can get Prince Philip to come on, but you never know. <laughs> Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests, as well as more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of Dr. Rose's Remedies and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.